0: Welcome to The Spirit Explodes with Roger Kirby This is our study six in the book of the Acts It comes from Acts chapter 4 verse 32 Through to the end of chapter 5 And we could label this And now for the not so good news The infant church begins to struggle With both internal problems and external ones it is rather amazing that luke tells us about some of the more difficult events he clearly had a purpose in doing so we'll think about that in a few minutes but first we're going to read acts chapter four verses thirty two to thirty seven
1: all the believers were one in heart and mind no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own but they shared everything they had. With great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, and brought the money and put it at the apostles'
0: feet. We have already commented on the problems of this sort of living. Barnabas who is going to figure prominently in the expansion of the church, is mentioned with clear approval of what he did. There were huge differences of wealth between the landowners and the working people in those days, and this is clearly a comment about how those differences should be overcome within the fellowship of the church. It also highlights the problem that we read about now in chapter 5, verses 1-11. to
1: Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold, and after it was sold wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard, what had happened. Then the young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said. That is the price. Peter said to her, How could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church, and all who heard about these events.
0: Question 1. What exactly did Ananias and Sapphira do wrong? Why was the punishment so harsh? Christians probably do worse things these days. Why are similar punishments not visited upon the offenders? Ananias was entitled to keep his land if he wished, or to use the money from the sale, as he wished. Presumably, therefore, he lied about what he was doing, saying he was giving all the money to the church, when he wasn't, keeping some of it for himself. Peter did not actually punish him. We read that he heard this, fell down, and died. There will have been a heightened atmosphere in those very early days when everything that happened was new, different, and setting a pattern for the future. We, perhaps fortunately, do not live in such extraordinary days, so are not subject to such extreme reactions. Question 2. Sapphira chose solidarity with her husband over solidarity with the Lord and his people. What are the rights and wrongs in what she did? She had no way out when she was confronted with the accusation. Loyalty to her spouse is important, but she could only be loyal with further lies. Her mistake, her sin, was to agree with him to tell a false story about what they were doing in the first place. Question 3. What was Luke's motive in including this count? forty years after the events recorded, when he could so easily have chosen to highlight other, more positive events. The essential honesty of the biblical account shines through Luke's writing. Also, there is a strong warning here that we should be honest in all things. Now we read chapter 5, verses 12 to 16.
1: The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed.
0: Question 4. This verse 13 in chapter 5, which says no one dared join them, and the very next verse, more men and women were added to their number, seem to be saying two contradictory things. What can they mean? This draws a clear distinction between those who had a vague interest in what was going on and those who were prepared to commit themselves wholeheartedly to participation in the infant fellowship of those following Jesus. There is a message here for everyone who hears or reads this. Are you vaguely interested or prepared to follow Jesus? One or the other. You cannot have both. We're going to read chapter 5 verses 17 to 32.
1: Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go, stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. At daybreak they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles, but on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, teaching the people. At that The captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force, because they feared that the people would stone them. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. "'We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name,' he said. "'Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and are determined,' TO MAKE US GUILTY OF THIS MAN'S BLOOD. PETER AND THE OTHER APOSTLES REPLIED, WE MUST OBEY GOD RATHER THAN MEN. THE GOD OF OUR FATHERS RAISED JESUS FROM THE DEAD, WHOM YOU HAD KILLED BY HANGING HIM ON A TREE. GOD EXALTED HIM TO HIS OWN RIGHT HAND AS PRINCE AND SAVIOUR, THAT HE MIGHT GIVE REPENTANCE AND FORGIVENESS OF SINS TO ISRAEL. We are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him.
0: These verses record the first of three occasions in this book of Acts when the apostles were able to walk out of prison. Luke emphasizes by repetition again. Question 5. Apart from a record of the facts, What does Luke want us to understand as the significance of what happened? God is in control, however much appearances seem to suggest otherwise. The prison is an image of the world's hostility to God's purpose, but is eventually powerless. The apostles return to teaching epitomizes the unstoppable nature of the Gospel. Not many of us have the confidence Peter had that his hotline to God meant that he knew what his will was. Perhaps we'd be rather dangerous people if we had such assurance. Verse 29. Stand over against what Paul said in Romans chapter 13 verses 1 and 2. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Question 6. Where should we follow what we read here in Acts? Where, the teaching of the verses from Romans. The general principle is in the verses from Romans. But if what the authorities demand is plainly contrary to the will and word of God, then we have a responsibility to react as the apostles did. Finally, we read verses 33 to 42.
1: When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed them. Men of Israel... Consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thedas appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed. All his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared be able to put a stop to these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name day after day in the temple courts and from house to house they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that jesus is the christ
0: the good news of jesus did not stop as gamaliel presumably thought it would and it will not stop until jesus returns at the end of the ages note the thread of humility that runs through the actions of the apostles. They were surrounded by such an aura of spiritual power that within a shadow's length people were healed, they taught, they were flogged, they did not stop. Most of us do not suffer, and we do not want to suffer for the name. Yet if we must, we must. And we honor those who inescapably do. Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers .partakers www.partakers.co.uk where every day there is something added to help you in your life as a Christian disciple. Thank you.